The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Radio Show, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, we get a unique perspective on stress from one of our soldiers. He fought for our country, and now he's winning the battle against stress. Plus, later we'll tell you what's going on around town and tell you what's new at Mother's Market. But first up, Stan DeLand is the owner and president of Sida Flower Essences, a homeopathic brand of flower essence formulations out of Malibu, California. After graduating Boston College, Stan joined and served in the Marines for eight years. And as an infantry platoon commander, Stan led 60 Marines from Kuwait to Baghdad during the initial invasion of Iraq. And thank you for your service. A year later, he returned to the Middle East as second in command of an infantry company that swelled to 260 Marines for the November 04 assault through Fallujah. Shortly after returning to the States from Fallujah, he began using Sida Detox. It's because of the remarkable direct experience with these products that Stan is involved in Sida today. And we welcome him to the Mother's Market Radio Show. Stan, thank you for being here. How thank are you? Thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm, this is uh, much less stressful than the expo hall. That <laughs> <laughs> he just survived. I survived. I made it here. We've been hearing. He's talking about what's happening in Anaheim across the street. Uh, you know what? Uh, why don't you fill our audience in a little bit on your mission and your work and how you got to here all together? Yeah. Um, so my mission, uh, you know, I guess I'm a mission-oriented type of person. Mm-hmm. I'm, Going from college into the Marine Corps, it's not something I had to do, but there was a draw there. And uh, once uh, I had that experience of being in Iraq a couple times, I guess my, um, not that I lost the sense of mission, but I maybe wanted to change the mission up a little bit. And that happened just organically by uh, needing to take some time to decompress over after those, I'd been deployed uh, three times actually in 18 months, one time before the war and then two times um, during the first part of the Iraq war. So, you know, however life happens, I um, got back from that second deployment uh, during the war, which was in Fallujah, which was, um, you know, all out high intensity combat. We used every kind of weapon system available. and. Um, I got back from that, and I was uh, dating a, a woman who, being in, from the Marine Corps, I didn't have a whole lot of experience with alternative health, anything. But um, this woman introduced me to a place, and I went through the entire battery of options they had there. And uh, I wound up meeting a guy named um, Jeffrey Greenspawn, who, who was formulating these remedies really for the clinic. He was an acupuncturist. And, you know, I was being the Marine and having that mentality, and he was my age, and he was very, like, how do we press the envelope of um, uh, human potential? And so I was, like, uh, trying all these different things for healing, but also for, like, okay, let's be just, um, you know, what can we do here? What's possible? And one of the first things I did with him that was really profound was, a homeopathic um, 33-day cycle on Nat Muir, which was done at a, probably a potency that no um, 
traditional homeopath would recommend because it was really intense, but I was amazed that sugar pills could have that effect on me. Mm. And it was like when, when I was done, it was like, wow, this, the, this weight has been lifted off. Like I'm lighter. I, I'm not carrying that around, whatever that was anymore. Um, <clears throat> so that's really where it started for me. And I uh, was still in the Marine Corps for a couple more years, and by when I got out, it was time to... Uh, you know, I got a regular job, and but I was still around this stuff, and then finally it was just enough call and um, pull towards, you know what, this feels like the thing that I want to... This is the new mission. You found out that it was... Yeah, that was the beginning, right, and it was right. still calling you. Well, thank you for sharing that, and uh, again, thank you for your service. And I, we want to go back to what we're talking about, what was your calling and stress, which you've uh, encountered mm-hmm. on many ways. Stress and its effects on health and wellness. And um, so let's start by asking you, what is stress, and how has it defined medically, and what is, are the bodies, that this physiological response to stress? Yeah, um, well, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to describe stress. Um, I would say... The kind of stress that that um, I think is worth, or for me looking into, is um, stress can arrive just because of our, or arise because of our perceptions, what we perceive. It's not necessarily like the guy that cut us off is actually the tiger that's chasing us across the open, you know, Sahara or something. Um, so w- what's going on there? What's up with what's happening in the mind that is creating internal stress? And uh, that has been something that I've been like, well, you know, um, I see how that happens, and I know that to be my experience. And what really, for me, um, combat was pretty easy. I was... I did a good job. I um, was reliable in, in extreme situations, but um, I remember going back to brief a battalion commander uh, during Fallujah, a guy who totally respected me and um, thought I was capable, but I would get I, social anxiety would happen. And I think that's something that you definitely don't have to travel overseas in the Marine Corps. There's a lot of experience, uh, people that experience anxiety for maybe they don't know why. Well, you know, why do I get anxious about this certain situation? So I really needed to unwind that and figure out, you know, what's going on in me that is causing that. And, um, you know, it's, it's a, uh, ultimately comes down to self-love. It's either fear or love. You know, what's the fear? What's the, it's very basic. And it's, and it's, um, when you, when you really get down to it. Um, so that is a process I think that anyone really on the planet is, uh, you know, whether they're consciously looking into that or they're just um, doing their best in their life, it's, you know, how do they uh, get closer and closer to who they are and more and more comfortable with that. Um, <clears throat> and thank you for sharing that because that's raw. Uh, what would be a biochemical example of stress on, say, digestion or sleep? Um, well, I can, I can, uh, you know, give you all of the pat answers that I have um, here from the various formulators that I work with. But basically, chronic stress um, has a bunch; can have a lot of different physical um, 
manifestations, asthma, back pain, uh, fatigue, headaches, IBS, ulcers, um, can suppress the immune system. So there's any number of things that it can do, and many more than that. And what about, uh, is there good stress or bad stress? Or, I mean, is there a difference between good stress and bad stress? Um, yeah, there's a difference, definitely. Um, you know, basically, good stress, I would say, without stress, what would be the point of, uh, we, we wouldn't have to evolve at all. <laughs> you know, so stress is definitely needed. There, there, but the, um, I guess the bad stress that can be overwhelming uh, is when it really kicks into like survival mode. And what happens then, um, especially if, if that ha is happening in a chronic way, there's the negative things that we mentioned above, but it, it can just have a, uh, you know, can even lead to more anxiety and depression and, and things like that. If we don't handle it properly. Yeah. Um, but it could be a motivator if we turn it around. Yeah, so why do you think some people handle stress better than others? Um, I, I think that we come into the world with stress, you know, or with the, with the um, preconditioning or with whatever we have on the way in that is setting us up to either handle stress, um, you know, better or worse than the next guy. There's also our experiences of growing up, how our parents raised us, teachers, yada, yada, all that stuff that is going to impact um, how we handle stress. So why does, let's take something that's very obvious. Why does one guy uh, who's in a war zone get PTSD and the other guy doesn't? It's um, the, essentially they're, the one person who, who has a problem with PTSD, their nervous system is just not able to handle that level of stress. It gets to a tipping point and we put this label on it called PTSD. Whereas someone else, they don't, they don't have that preconditioning. They don't, they're not set up that way, and it's just they're totally fine with it. Even though they were in the same war zone and they saw the same things. Yeah. But that's a really good point. Yeah, and so we can extrapolate that to across the board in life. Mm -hmm. And why does one person like me who's, okay, I'm, you know, I'm fine, I'm totally comfortable in a war zone, <laughs> but, um, or relatively, but I'm walking into a room with people that have, they're not out to get me at all, but I'm going into a stress state. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, uh, there's any, there's a myriad of, uh, I guess, as many different people as there are, uh, that's how many different ways that stress can reveal itself. So, um, you're right. So it's just in a matter of weighing. Of Which again, it gets back to perception, perception. Really, of just, ourselves and, yeah. Right. It's all in a perception right. and then the way we handle that. So, so what I think gets, gets um, from there, then the question becomes, uh, it's all about the mind. Mm-hmm.
Well, this is very interesting. We have to take a quick break, but um, more with Stan in just a moment. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high quality, great tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with her life stages. The first of its kind comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. Welcome back to the Mother's Market Radio Show. And we want to remind you that if you've missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for radio and listen to past shows. Plus, download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with SIDA President Stan DeLand. And we're talking about stress. And... Stan, what are the best ways to relieve stress? I know we've talked, there are exercise, herbs, vitamins, good food, hydration, plenty of sleep. There's a lot of these to talk about. What would you, what would you recommend? I would say the best way to relieve stress is the way that works best for you. Um, and if maybe people don't know all of the options out there, but the basic ones work very well. I think exercise is amazing for relieving stress. Mm-hmm. Being in nature, phenomenal. I would say that's, I'd like to do that more myself yeah. because that pretty much automatically happens. I happen to get to live in a place that's very, um, you know, set up for that. So it's pretty much I sleep in that. I get to sleep in a, a soothing environment, which is very fortunate. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we we live these hectic lives, a lot of us, in, in the West. And uh, so there are additional things we can do. For me, I think vibrational medicine is is a the where where it interacts the level that it interacts on is the level that stress really accrues quite a bit, especially internal stress. So, um, I, I think homeopathy, flower essences, um, you know, those those can be powerful tools for stress. Let's talk a little bit about that. And that's perfect. So what should homeopathy or flower essences, why should they be included in health regimens? And what, what are flower essences? So flower essences are um, in the, some people consider them to be homeopathics. Others don't. Um, they're essentially the um, vibration of that flower, that physical flower captured in some form, usually water. Um, so you're taking the, the, uh, intelligence of the plant really, not the physicality of it. And, um, that, that's hopefully your body is having a conversation. So I would say homeopathy and especially flower essences, cause they can be, if you think about it, it's, it's a little more, it's almost the most conscious form of homeopathy. Um, 
it's not forcing the body to do anything. So if you take, let's start at the most forceful would be a pharmaceutical. It's going to, your body is going to do this. So therefore, by that supposition, you know best, you know best, what, you know, for the body, this is what you need. And that's, um, that's great in some cases, but the body is like creating 10 million cells every second. We're taking a step requires proprioception, which is an incredible process on its own. We can't even, I mean, we can't even begin to be conscious of what's going on to do something that simple, that we consider that simple. So there's a native intelligence in the body that maybe doesn't need to be forced all the time. Maybe there's a healing momentum that is already there that just needs some more nudging. Mm -hmm. And that's really what flower essences and homeopathy in general do. Why should they be included in a health regimen? Um, well, because the nervous system is an electrochemical entity. And if you're feeding your body healthy food and you're feeding it good supplements and you're doing all that stuff, you're really only addressing the chemical portion of your nervous system. You're not addressing um, what in China they, they call meridians. Um, you know, traditional Chinese medicine been around for thousands of years. Ayurveda, same thing. They all start with addressing the electrical part of the nervous system. That's, that is like the foundation of preventative medicine. Um, that's what acupuncture does. A lot of uh, Ayurveda is, is doing both electrical and chemical from that perspective. But in the West, we don't really have a word for all that stuff. We just lump all that into this category of stress. And so if we want to if we want to um, not live in stress and live uh, as vibrantly as we possibly can, um, like longevity as, it's not just about how long you live, it's also the quality of life as you're living. So yeah, you wanna be able to um, use products that can help with that. So um, we talked a little bit about how flower essences work. And now how were they developed and what successes have, they, have you had with this? Well, flower essences are definitely something that is all about empirical or some would say anecdotal evidence. Um, there's not a ton of double-blind studies done on flower essences. So they've been developed. Uh, Dr. Bach, really, in England, um, Bach flower essence obviously been around for a long time in the 1920s. He uh, he was an MD who became a homeopath who eventually even went away from homeopathy and just focused on flowers. Hmm. And that was that was not that long. It was in the 1920s, and he was doing a lot of his stuff actually with um, a lot of his work was with war vets at that time. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Um. I guess, uh, what, what can you expect to feel using flower essences? Um, well, since it's a conversation, you can expect to, there, there is quite a bit of what is it that you're trying to address? What's your, what's your you know, what do you normally feel? Um, it's probably not going to be something that's radically, uh, you're not going to become like a totally new person because of these, but you can expect to feel over time, probably some pretty big shifting. Um, and depending on how, how much you take, how fast you take, mm -hmm. 
sometimes it's such a subtle process that you don't even really notice that much. And you can, uh, just by looking back over the course of, let's say, a month, you can say, oh, you know what, I'm really not, that, that whole thing that I was worried about, that's not even in my, my head anymore. I don't, I don't care about that. Or you can take a product, for some people that are much more sensitive, they can take a flower essence, they can have this profound like, experience that's actually euphemistically called a healing reaction, but can, at, when it's going on, can seem like a real crisis, you know? Mm. But that's that is that is the body, basically de-stressing and healing. How often and in uh, what format do you take the the flower essences? The flower essences that we have are in sprays. Um, traditionally, we don't use alcohol in there either. But traditionally, they are in droppers uh, with an alcohol water combo. Hmm. And can everyone benefit from using flower essences? I would say uh, everyone can benefit. The question is, does everyone want to benefit from using flower essences? Because if you don't want to benefit, the chances of you paying attention enough or having the experiences are probably a little bit diminished. That said, it's not entirely, you can't say it's placebo because it, these work especially well on, on pets and kids hmm. who don't have much as much mental um, predisposition or preconditioning. That's a good point. So kids can use them and yep. use the pets as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Now, are there any emotional connections to relieving stress? Totally. I think um, they're almost one and the same. Mm-hmm. You can say that these remedies work on an energetic level. You can also say they work on an emotional level. The thing about the emotions is they are directly tied to the physical. I think that's becoming more and more just in the, uh, the collectively understood by people that you know what these agitated feelings or whatever the, the anger whatever it is that's there is probably not a great thing for my physical health and lo and behold when we get back to stress it's like yeah this whole cascade of chemical reactions that happen um, from increased cortisol to, to all that stuff is scientifically proven I mean it's pretty clear that that's not good for physical health mm-hmm. and so not living in that stress state, <clears throat> which, you know, I'm, I'm, I, being in the Marine Corps for seven years, it's like you're basically trained to run on adrenaline, which feels pretty good. <laughs> and uh, I mean, even I can remember um, delivering, first started this driving every day to the uh, to drop off the orders that we had that day, mm-hmm. and driving like an insane person for some reason I left myself two minutes to get to FedEx, you know? So it's like, why? Well, probably because I like that adrenaline fix. Right. You look for that. So not, and and I will never get entirely over that, but um, becoming more and more aware and uh, understanding that that's not maybe the healthiest (laughs) thing is good. I totally understand what you're saying with that though. When you're used to running after adrenaline, you set yourself up for doing things. So that's another conversation for another time (laughs) after we get off the air, but I know what you mean. Um, How, this this is an interesting question. How would you describe internal versus external stress? So internal stress, um, we've been talking mainly, what I've been talking about is internal stress. So external stress would be um, something that Western medicine deals amazingly well with. So if we, uh, not to keep bringing it back to the, to the uh, 
combat scenarios, but an external stress is like you get physically hurt. Mm. There's something you're it's it's life and limb is actually threatened. That can happen. I mean, someone could get in a car accident. That's a that's external stress happening. Or physical um, injury. Physical right? injury. Yeah. The more subtle and what when we talk about the older forms of traditional medicine or Chinese medicine and medicine's been around for a long time, the internal stress is actually much more insidious and because um, it kind of creeps on you. you use, we use the analogy of uh, the frog is all, it will, it will, it will uh, never get cooked. You know, if you, if you jumps on this, into some boiling water, it's going to bounce right out, you know. But if it is in that pot and the heat slowly turns up, it doesn't know any better and it eventually just gets cooked. That is what internal stress over periods of time can do. It Eventually there's a sort of a cataclysmic physical thing that can happen. Oh man, they, they had a heart attack. What was all the preceding internal stress that led to that? Hmm. Wow, that's, that's a good way to describe that and it makes it, it, does, it hits hard, it hits home hard to a lot of people probably thinking about that. Um, wow. So I guess we don't, not all of us necessarily believe that we need therapy, but rather a regular release of stress, um, which, you know, even that frog, uh, mental thing, you know, that happening because it's eating at you or, you know, it's that boiling water, um, image, but the same way that you brush your teeth daily and you cleanse, you know, or you could do the cleanse twice a year or something like that, but kind of describe what the release of stress has. You can, you know, cleanse twice a year or uh-huh. you can brush your teeth daily. Kind of describe the difference in that, that cleanse process. Well, um, I, it's really whatever. Thankfully, not everyone needs homeopathy or flower essences or is, you know, they can relieve stress in um, simple ways. I, I think that the ways I talked about earlier of being outside or exercising or um, being with her family or generally being um, in a loving environment mm-hmm. will do the trick. Thank you very much for your time, and I really appreciate you sharing your, your personal story, too. So um, we wish you the best, and again, thank you for your service and some great advice, and we really appreciate uh, your knowledge and for having you on. For more information on Stan and his website, it is siddhaflowers.com, and that's S-I-D-D-H-A, flowers.com. We look forward to your next visit. Thank you so much. Great being here. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market Radio Show and for shopping at Mother's Market. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.